This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thank you for downloading the Homestyle Radio podcast. Uh, all I really want to say is I'm sorry. I'm just really, really sorry about the show to this week. Um, just... I'm going to get the excuses in. We were all really hungover. Uh, Albert was definitely still drinking. Nick was just... I don't know what was wrong with Nick. Just, just multiplied his usual problems by, like, 20. But there was some good chat about football in there, and hopefully it'll be of some amusement as well. Uh, we'll be back afterwards for our uh, usual nonsense and extra content kind of stuff, but it won't be very long this week because the show went on for ages. <laughs> Every picture tells a story. Keep up to date with ours on Instagram at Homestale Radio. Where to begin, really? I mean, obviously, uh, I've got to give a couple of shout-outs. Um, I wrote these uh, in my notes because I got told to do them whilst drunk by drunk people. Um, so Mike from Brighton, and also Aintree and Billy, uh, and then I've just written plus everyone else I saw throughout the day because clearly I was struggling to think. Um, but it's brilliant to see so many people, only so many of you who listen, come up and, uh, and have a chat and all that sort of stuff. I'm sure you gents saw a few as well. Joe, saw something, I take it? Sorry, say that again? You were listening reading, to me. I was read, no, I was reading a tweet from my cousin. That's so bad. I'm sorry. He, he's... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't listening either if it's in consolation. What was? I was. Where are you at? Did you see anyone? No, does anyone recognise you from the show at all? No. No, it never happens, does it? You're just too mysterious, aren't you? I'll try. Jail ratted me out to someone at um, Reading. Yeah. yeah that was about it. I once right. said somebody recognised my voice. <laughs> really? It's my teenage son. It's only <laughs> once. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, somebody said, I know you from somewhere. Are you on the radio? You're it's the pun guy. You saw a few on Ben, Patrick? Yeah, Chris, um, I must have met like 20 people up from, recommended from Twitter. So that was really, really nice, a couple from the show too. So it was, it's actually amazing that someone would come up to you based on seeing a picture of you or you tweeting and come up to you and say, are you Patrick? And then it was amazing. It must have happened to me about 15 times. So I want to say thank you everybody who said hello yesterday. It was really amazing and it was a, it was a really great Patrick, day out. Patrick, Patrick, did someone recognise you from your phone case? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So, so Jill and I are at... Um, What's that pub called again? The one in um, oh, Baker Street? Oh, yeah, uh, the Globe. Yeah, the Globe, right. And I have a New York Eagles uh, phone case, and a guy comes to me, um, 
Uh, you from New York? I said, uh, yes, I am. I thought flew for the match. He goes, oh, that's that's amazing. Uh, uh, you're a Palace fan? I said, yeah. So that was kind of strange. He took me my phone case and said, oh, you must be a New Yorker. So that was kind of different. I'm actually English, by the way. You would have an American accent sometimes. According to the chat room, it's still playing a steptoe thing. <laughs> I didn't hear the whole thing. That's pretty. I, I, I genuinely would be. Bloody well, listen. I'm telling you that now. It's not. Which plays for two or three minutes, then silence. Mm. We oh, just no, bloody right. love steptoe and son. Well, my greatest win ever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's just hope Tom isn't still ruining things. Um, but well, I'm sure, sure we'll find out. This yeah, yeah, is yeah, a bootleg yeah. album. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. The famous Lost Podcast, I don't know. We had one of them once, actually. One that just did not save. We had to record a sort of a... a um, sort of replacement. But no one will ever know what was said in a real live show. And just think the world is probably poorer for that. Hmm. Anyway, uh, fact, we're in the FA Cup final. Yeah, oh, we'll get to that. Um, I so fell over. It's gone now. I fell over quite a lot. Um... What like, I didn't. Well, I didn't mean to. I was running for the tube. I got, basically got distracted. I don't even know really why. But um, then I suddenly noticed everyone I was with was on the tube waving at me to get on. So I attempted to, uh, so, you know, should we say break into a light jog towards the? I think they break into the train, like the door trap. No, but then, but then <laughs> like then like one of my shoes fell off, <laughs> and, and then and then I caught the shoe as I fell, which was good. But then I landed on my knees. And then and I, an entire tube train just laughed in my face. It's the um, greatest. It's the greatest. You've been framed clip that never got filmed. It they, 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 there will be CCTV, and if I had any idea which tube station it was at, I would. I would love to. Did get you that. make it to the train though? On oh yeah, I, I did. That, that would have been the old. It don't matter, does it? It's a victory. Old, yeah, exactly. It's next victory from the jaw of <laughs> defeat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's what would have been funny it. is if you'd have smashed your face onto the closing doors. Oh, mate. Then I could have seen a, a YouTube moment. I'll, I'll be honest, as I was, and I think oh, this is probably why I felt, as I was going through, I actually popped into my head how funny it would be if I like tripped and fell and like some stuff, like, I don't know, perhaps a shoe got left behind or my shoe went onto the train and I got left behind, something like that. But, um, but yeah, I, wondering, I, I did want to see a, a, a blind guy's stick get caught in the doors. And shut and go up the platform, and so oh. someone had to run up the platform to try and get it, but they only managed to snap off like the top <laughs> third of it. It was. <laughs> well, I, it's quite I mean, I don't know why you're laughing. Yeah. No, it's, very no, it's harrowing. It's I was like, laughing at him. I did see a guy get his head slammed by a door yesterday, trying to be a good Samaritan. The doors had shut, but just before they completely shut, he got his arm trapped in between it and opened one of the doors to let a woman on. She got on, and then, <laughs> and then he went to look out the door, but let it go. And have you ever seen a tube door? Yeah, it's not yeah. they slow. They don't close slowly again. They slap. They slap. The, and it, it, I thought it was going to knock him out. It was hilarious. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so, yeah. go, go on, go on. I don't understand because I took the tube yesterday for the first time in I don't know how many years, and they clearly say to you, do not hold the doors. It's not like America where they do it all the time. So why would you put your hand or your head? between the door and get it knocked off. But some of us don't play by the rules, man. Oh, okay, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do. I do. <laughs> one, of my, um, one of my favourite young ones scenes ever is uh, where Vivian sticks his head out the window. Um, Jim McCormick is saying that um, 
the Steptoe music's gone. People can hear us on the app, but the Steptoe music is haunting the um, website. People on the app can hear us, but people on the website are getting a, a Steptoe loop. I like I, that. I, I just got a text off Lions550, yeah. and he said, I once clipped someone's heel in London, only for his false leg to fall off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Love it. Um, if you are getting Steptoe music, I mean, hopefully, hopefully... If, if you are getting Steptoe music, I can't hear you, Chris. If you are getting Steptoe music, can you advise... Uh, well, no, they might... Nick, they might better hear us and the Steptoe music together. It's probably the best time to push the app, if that's anything that's working. <laughs> it really is. Uh, HRRadio.net forward slash mobile app. But yes, give it a refresh. A refresh. Refresh, yes. refresh, refresh. And Patrick, Palace Forever, in the chat, and wholeradio.net forward slash chat, uh, Pat, Palace Forever in there, I said, Patrick, you're talking with an echo. Echo, echo. Yeah, well, yeah I'm on my phone, so I apologise for that. Yeah. In Beckenham. Yes, at the training ground, Beckenham. <laughs> the, the, the serious irony of the fact that if you went back home to New York, you would sound better than... This, Chris, is really crap. English internet, I'm on, or Wi-Fi, so I apologise. You just had to have a go at the English, didn't you? Coming over here, flagging off our Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Typical American. Get out of here. We had the best seats yesterday, by the way, because I thought we were here to talk about the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who had the best seats, um, but only out of us lot. Um, I was in row four. Joe, why are we even like, having this conversation, Jelly? It's you, you smug prick. You basically went and got smug side prick. <laughs> you said straight away, didn't you? And you, when you oh. when we were talking about getting tickets, you're like, oh, I'm going to yeah. hang on. I'm going to hang on. I'm going to get seats by the side. And we're like, oh, they're going to sell first, Joe. But no. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah. That, see, that's the thing. You you were wrong. I wasn't going to the game yesterday because I'm, I'm a traditionalist. I want to see the semi finals at. You know, at, at Villa or Old Trafford, I, I wanted to go just to the final. I knew we were going to win yesterday. It was—I didn't think it was ever in doubt. But the, it's true. It's but the thing is, I, I got two tickets for my son, and his mate dropped him out. So I thought, well, if it's my son, he's going to want me to pay for him anyway. So I might as well go. So there literally was, yeah. a, a, you know, where I was supposed to be chilling for the day and watching it on TV, and it cost me two hundred and fifty quid. Which shows oh, your wow. pickle, then, doesn't it? <laughs> to be honest I was trying to save my money for when they're going to cost me like 200 quid each the tickets and I've got to buy like bloody five yeah be about Europe next season mate that's going to cost oh I only ever thought we'd get into Europe if there was a war but we got a huge chance of a war it's should we have a chat about the game Hi. yes please I was in row one. Were you actually in row one? I was actually, yeah. I was, I was within spitting distance of Connor Wickham when he celebrated. Oh, oh what a, oh, what a, that must have been great. But uh, the, 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 the problem with that is you spend most of the game watching stewards pop balloons. <laughs> with oh, yeah. Really <laughs> miserable. And there was a, I, was, I was on the aisle. The, the girl on the other side of the aisle, really enthusiastic, just kept picking up the balloons that were flooding down the front. There was like 100 balloons by our feet. And she just kept picking them up and throwing them onto the pitch, like where three feet away a steward was just popping them, like mid-air. So she was just constantly throwing them up, and like a second later he was just popping them, and that went on for about an hour. 
Did um, he have a special pin? Yeah, he had his own pin. Did I wonder if you can buy the specialist pins that you, you have to buy. The, the specialist... I think a regular pin probably does the job. Right, but podcast listeners will get this more than the people who only listen live. But guys, we're not recording the extra content. This, this, this is normal, real stuff. Come on. Um, it's Monday. It's confusing me. It is confusing. No, it's mundane. Um, yeah. yeah, there you go. Well <laughs> Let's have more puns. That'll help. <laughs> anyway, look, I mean, look, I, I take it all of us sort of, sort of were feeling pretty nervous as the game got nearer and nearer. Um, yes. It, it was, I found it really difficult because I'm not, I'm not naturally a nervous person. Um to the point where I think there's like something psychologically wrong with me. And then, um, probably about an hour before I was supposed to leave, I just almost couldn't bring myself to leave the house. I almost thought, uh, you know, I kind of, I'm not ready for this. Have you slept in again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you will struggle to leave the house if you're asleep, listeners. Yeah, yeah, that is my tip. Is. How come, how come that got a jolly good laugh, but when I mentioned it last week, I got right. Right, telling off live on air from Chris. Because <laughs> I threatened you before, that's why. Yeah, the semi-final win changes your demeanour. You're like Jekyll and Hyde. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, just, I, I just did it with aplomb and finesse. Exactly. Correct, it, Albert. Yeah. Um, well, the, team, the team we put out, uh, bearing in mind uh, James MacArthur was, uh, you know, is, is not fully fit yet. Um, I think that's got to be our strongest team. I know Pardew made reference to it, talking saying that's about you know, the eighth time only he's been able to put that, that team out, you know, that strongest side. Um, Patrick, was there anything you'd have done differently from, from what you, uh, you know, if you saw in that lineup? No, um, actually, when I was walking up Wembley Way, I actually asked, I think it was you, Albert, right? I asked you if the team was out. Was it you I spoke to about that or somebody else? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, and um, I thought, honestly, that was probably our strongest team ex- should I say it now? Except for the goalkeeper. No. Um, but honestly, the, everybody being fit with MacArthur, not 100%. I thought that lineup matched, matched up the 4 4 2 with, with uh, Watford was the best we could have possibly put out there. Sorry, sorry, I was on mute blowing my nose. I apologise. <laughs> That's all right. I don't apologise. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Albert? Would you have made any changes to that? Uh, I was so in the Spironi camp. Um, so when I saw Hennessy, I was a little bit, a little bit um, gutted. But again, on you know, you got. I guess you got to just give him a chance again. I guess. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's I said I wouldn't be negative. I'm going to be. I'm going to be. I thought it was a very. I thought it was a very strong team. Yeah, it's, um, well, you know, with our, with our best 11, as we've said before, we, we are really a match match for anyone. Um, and it's a game we went on to dominate, which is probably the most most pleasing thing, other than the fact we're actually, you know, we're in an FA Cup final. Um, if anything, though, that shows us that we need to get more strength and depth over the summer. It does, Nick. You're, you're absolutely right there. And I'm, just to go back to what Albert was saying about Spironi, obviously since the last show, we've, we've had that 2-0 defeat to Man United, but he had, uh, he had an absolutely storming game in gold in that. And I think everyone kind of, Hoped, but I think it was nailed on that that Hennessy would be the one starting in goal, really. But it was nice to see Jules get some game time, and I hope hope that continues in a, in a couple more games this season at the very least. But um, it, having said that about the lineup, once again we we started we matched the system at Watford, and we started with with a four four two, 
with Balassi up. I say he wasn't quite alongside Wickham. He was sort of just slightly in behind and, and trying to drift wide a lot. Uh, but it actually seemed to work this time. What do you think the difference was, Nick? Well, remember when we had that brilliant run at the start of the season, and I, I think a couple of us had said we were at them from the off. We were, we, were com- we, we, we were confident and we went forward and we went down both wings and, we, and that's what we were doing during our winningest run of the season. Just had to get in the wrong mechanism in there, Patrick, for you. Uh, mate, mate, just I heard you were a bit homesick. Um, so, um, yeah, and that, that, that's been our successful formula with our best team. So, I think it was to be expected, really. Was, no, yeah, no, was... I don't think Watford really knew, knew what to do. And it, it's an interesting point. I think somebody, is it uh, Barry Glendennis on the Guardian podcast? They, they were talking about the game uh, on the podcast today. Um, and they were really praising Palace the way they played. And they all said that they'd be a match for Man United because Man United are so kind of slow going forwards. And, you know, with, with the pace of um, Palacio and Zaha, if we go straight at Man United like we did Watford. Did you see Marshall's goal on Saturday? I don't think that's pretty disagree, quick. But we'll do that later on. Disagree on that. Totally. Yeah. All right. No, uh, but, I mean, the, the point being made, though, Nick, of us, of us actually going for him um, was an interesting one because I, I noted in Alan Pardew's post-match press conference, he was talking about, obviously, we'll have a different approach against Man United. But, you know, that in a way, that kind of made me a little bit hesitant because I like the fact that we... We kind of went out there. We played like we knew we were better than Watford. Like that, you know. We thought they're a decent team. They've got you know some two dangerous forward players, but we're better. And we went out and we played like we were better. We tried to dominate possession. We tried to put our game onto them. Um, and I think too often in our in our poor run, we've just been a bit accepting of, you know, of, of trying to negate other other teams rather than focusing on ourselves. But that's not to get on a negative sort of slant. Really, I, it was it was a terrific performance, full of. Full of really, really exciting attacking football, Joe. It was, I mean, in particular, I, I would say um, Wickham kind of was the glue that, that sort of sewed it all together. But Zaha had a storming game, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's he's not had very many bad games. Um, I mean, I'm just amazed at, at, at the the Twitter storm that erupted this morning and the, you know partly this afternoon with him saying that he was he was diving and. I mean, the, the thing is, if you're going to kick him, like they just consistently had to try and just kick our players to stop us, that, you know, it's going to look like that. Well, if they're just spending a lot of time eating grass, it's because you keep kicking us. But I, I thought he was, I thought he was fantastic. And the good thing about Wolf is he didn't try and overplay, which is what he's been guilty of doing, you know, quite a lot this season. Um, he was, he was direct. Um, yeah, I, I, I was. I mean, he just had a, f- a fantastic game, a really fantastic game. One of many players that had fantastic games. So, what do you think? What do you think makes the difference? I mean, obviously, as a professional, they're playing at Wembley. They've got themselves properly up for that game. You can see it. You could see it in every single one of them. What it what it meant to them. You know, they they took in the occasion. A fair few of them, of course, have played at Wembley fairly recently, well, against Watford, but I think the Watford team's changed a bit more than perhaps the Palace team, but what's the difference? Why, you know, why is that team just, just flying like that straight away and, and not doing the same in league games? Um, what, what, our team? Why, why, yeah, why? Yeah, yeah well, well, I think firstly, the, the size of the pitch, 
it was a massive advantage for us. Um, obviously, the, the you know Man United and Everton didn't play loads of you know the, the pitch wasn't chopped up, so it was it was it was very very decent. But I mean, I, I just think that our our attacking play was you know from Pardew's just gone that we we will roast them down each side without a doubt, and we'll batter them from the crosses. Um, and that's pretty much that's pretty much how it worked out. It was. I mean, you know, for once, you know, people turn around and saying, you know, he does this wrong, he does that wrong, he has no no plan A, B, or C. You know, like like, like we did, obviously, for the first three months of the season. Um, but that that was that was a a performance akin to to, to those, you know, at the beginning of the season. Um, so I'm really I'm really pleased. You know, it'd be nice if we can take that kind of attitude into the next three or four games, or the next three games at least, and and. Uh, you know, I think we'll get the points that we deserve, or we'll get some points on the board and get away from the, you know, the, the little bit of panic that is still there because of the very fractionals getting. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they're picking up points, aren't they? And I, I know that, you know, I know there's one that can't catch us or two that can't catch us already. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, I'm really pleased yesterday. Really, really pleased. I was even more pleased that we beat them just because of that. What is he about, Troy Deeney? Apart his from head's too being, big. Well, apart from yeah, apart from him having his face is too big for his head, but and, and also he has for someone that earns thirty, forty, fifty grand a week, his railings are a disgrace. Um, <laughs> I mean, his teeth, people. Yeah. Teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teeth. He's got to go to the dentist, surely. I do. I just. Um, I, might, I might inbox him. Yeah, you should. I was going to. Uh, uh, there was. A, there was. A, it was an almost an ideal point for me to go go to Patrick. Who, um, I was going to say, you're right, Joe. We should hopefully push on in the league and pick up some points that we deserve. But and also we could go into the into the final when we're actually flying. Patrick, you wanted to make a point, didn't you? Yeah. Um, you make Sorry. a good point, Chris. About the. Um, uh, you talked earlier about the formation of the four four two. I think that was one of the keys that really helped us. I think having the four four two. And the way we set up was, was I think, was perfect. The, the um, Wembley pitch was so big. And watching the game, I think, from what I could see, you know, Zaha just used the width so well. So did Suarez, so did Punch. And so we were able to use the width. And I really thought, honestly, that Watford played scared. I mean, especially in the first half. They, the best thing they could do each was, was to try and foul one of our players, obviously Zaha being the main person. And I thought the referee Paulson had a pretty poor game overall. I also think that the main players on our team really stepped up yesterday. Kabai was brilliant. Jedi was, I'll call it imperious. He was absolutely brilliant yesterday. Jedi was great. Wickham stepped up. Balassi stepped up. You know, the, the back four was great. So I just think that having those players back and fit, and we did mention that the, the starting 11 was without MacArthur, was just the top, the top team. And last, I think, I think we just prioritized the cup this year. You can just tell, listening to Parrish, listening to to part two. We've obviously prioritised this as being the year we could win the cup. And now we're in the finals. I think that's really been the reason why we haven't been able to transform it. We've really put our, all our eggs into the FA Cup basket. Definitely. Um, Albert, you want to come in on that? Yeah, no, just something I thought that uh, definitely helped us out yesterday, and Jail's already mentioned the bigger pitch. I don't think their full-backs are up to much. Certainly that uh, Nyom, yeah, um, he was awful at Vicarage Road early in the season. Yeah, great point. Um, and, you know, we just had the beating of him, especially when Suarez got involved as well. He didn't know what to do, bless him. And um, he, en- he ended up getting taken off, um, whether it was through injury or they were chasing the game and bringing on Anya, who's a bit more attacking. But th- I don't think either of their full-backs um, were up to much. And, and the other full-back, Aki, was, was the one left with trying to mark Connor Wickham for the, the second goal. So 
I think that this, that was definitely a weakness on Watford's part. Absolutely, no, that's a, that's a spot on point. We we targeted that, you know, kind of it played into our hands massively. Um, go on, and Nick, can you want to talk about the mention of, of the imperious Mila Yedinak there? Yeah, I think part of the reason might be that the, the player he was initially up against went off after that inadvertent kind of clash with Palacio, didn't he? What was his name? Etienne. I can't remember. Etienne. But he was, he's meant to be quite a tasty player, and I'm just wondering if having that specialist player in that position, losing him, weakened the position for Watford, which enabled Jedi to flourish. Yeah, I've got a harder time if that bloke not gone off. Yeah, I've got a that note. Said, oh, for fuck's sake, leave enough of a gap for someone to... Jesus. That said, he did he did do very well. He got up to everything, Jedi. And he's 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 got better week on week since he's been in the squad. And I think that the fact that he knows MacArthur is on the horizon of coming back has, has made him up his game. Right, there you go. Just make make sure you stop speaking there after your weird pauses. Make making it sound like you want someone to talk and then immediately talking when they start. It's so annoying. It's like, offering someone a bag of crisps. it's like offering someone a bag of crisps and then when they go and put their hand in, you just whip it away again. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go, no, go on, go on, that's right. Wee, take it away again. And you go, no, go on, have a crisp. Wee. <laughs> and so for about 10 minutes until they... Nice. Very nice. But yes, you, you're absolutely right. When Etienne Capu or Capoue, depending on how you want to pronounce it, went off, um, I thought that was a, a massive moment. You're right, Nick. Um, and uh, we have talked... Uh, I will bring this up now. We've talked... Um, a couple of weeks ago with the, with the win against Norwich we said uh, Jednak had one of his best games in a, in a long long while because he was playing against a weaker midfield and dare I say it that, well, no, actually, don't say it following Again. week following week we perhaps quite rightly got some stick for that because <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it is a harsh way of putting it but then yeah. once again we're you know to make, to make put it another way James MacArthur's back fit right do you start Mia Jednak against Man United in the final. Fully fit squad. I do, but I'm very partial, so talk somebody else. <laughs> so you, so you, I, I definitely do. Okay. Albert, would you? Uh, I know you can't really predict this at the time, but it would depend. If, if they play uh, Marouane Fellaini, then Fellaini, exactly. Yeah, then that's got to start for me. Cause, and, and Rooney's playing in central midfield for them as well, so it would be a really physical dust-up. So, I th- personally, I think there's an argument for starting... Um, MacArthur and Jedinak and maybe Ooh. thinking about pu- pushing Kabai a bit further up or, or having him on the bench I would personally go for the former and sacrifice either punching or one of the wingers wow to, to keep up the sleeve I'd be um, I'd be uh, telling the players that um, whether they get picked for the final there's still three games to go in the league before the final I'd be using that as the, the character to get the players to play well and as Give each well, they don't like shows, then they can have parsnips. Um, it's so not better, it's not better than a carrot. Sorry, you can't eat that rule. <laughs> sorry, 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 Patrick, you're making a good point. We were talking about no, yeah. The point being is that it's worked so well in the past using the league game as a way to get into the FA Cup um, squad. So that really hasn't worked, Nick. But I do understand your point. I really do. But Nick, I mean, Joe, actually, Nick, you didn't actually say whether or not you'd pick Jedinak against Man United or, or revert to. I don't know. It's, it's he's in form leading up to that. I can't. There's three games to go. Jody Lack might have a dip in form at the moment. Right, I, I say keep his place. If it was the next game, next game, good. keep his place. You yeah. don't your is there, is there an argument for giving everybody equal game time over the next three games and and then making the decision based on you know the, the sort of 
individual performances. That's what I said. It's not allowed. <laughs> you sort of didn't say it, really. <laughs> well, you were more succinct than I. Well, we know that. <laughs> Joe? Uh, I'd keep uh, um, Jedinek. I like the, the, the reason Bless uh, you, Joe. Albert just alluded to it with him and Rooney in the midfield. Oh, he would smash Rooney to pieces. He would smash him to pieces and cause him just a. Can you? Can you? I just imagine him, his horrible, screwed up face, whinging after he's just got battered time after time. Hair plugs just falling out. He'd just do him. He would just do him. It would be as simple as that. We, oh, we, we need to take out three of their players. That's what we need to do. Once you take Rooney out, because he was given so much room, we need to take him out. Or just get someone to stand on him. Just get Yossi to follow him about. He'll just, and that'll be, that'll be the end of it. Now, wingers will, uh, will sort out the rest. i got a couple of views coming in uh, on Twitter. Andrew Martiniuk uh, said uh, he's been much better for the last three games or so. Sharper on Mila Yednek. Got something in the chat there as well, Nick? Vince Gallego, whole radio net forward slash chat he said <laughs> MacArthur every time but you can also play Jedi as well depending on the opposition team so I've just asked him in the chat room well what if Megan United were the opposition too shy uh, Max Underwood has said that we're going to get on top of Rooney in the final uh, Andy Stosbury so, so that's Joe's phone Andy Stosbury saying oh, he was a man mountain yesterday superb about me and neck and, uh, on the subject of Rooney um, and they're, they're actually going to bring in the old ladies to decide whether fails or really fails or dies. <laughs> put him near the touchline, that will distract Rooney and put him off his guard. Oh, please stop. Please stop. I mean, there's convoluted jokes, and then there's just, you know. And just... See, you got laughed at me when I turned around and said about the old ladies. No, I'm still laughing. And now, gonna... and now, <laughs> now. We have an ace up our sleeves. <laughs> what about the, uh, the uh, only having one ref, Joe? Did you hear that one last week? Say that again. You only have one ref. You just I'll say it again, ref. please. I'll say it again, please, Nick. <laughs> well, I'm please, sure. don't, please don't say it again. Uh, Alistair Watkins got in touch on Melee next saying the performance Thank in God. the playoff final uh, eclipses it, but only as he was injured after tw- uh, after 20 minutes. Ollie wanted he wanted to take him off, but he was refused. But I think I think it's it's been great to see Jednak back to uh, back to his best. And you know, some place we you know we we've been harsh at times to judge, not just on this show. I mean, Palace fans in general have been harsh about a few players um, not letting them get a run of games to get fit. You might label that criticism at me and Jordan much, but I would disagree. Um, <laughs> but let's, um, let's let's go to the details of the game. Obviously, we're talking about the fact that. that, that Few chat tangents there, but all good stuff. But we were talking about the fact that we're a bit nervous beforehand. Um, but how quickly were those nerves settled when we, when we were one new up? I, I mean, I did not expect that. Of all the things I thought might happen, a goal in six minutes from a Balassi header was probably is near the bottom of the list and the top of the list. Um, but but when I didn't appreciate it at the time because because I'm sure I, there was a lot of people listening who who were at the game as well and perhaps know what I mean when, you, when you're when you not really taking it in because it's just it's you know it's Wembley it's all a bit too big it's all a bit too and you know you've had a few to drink and it's you know so I didn't really understand how we'd scored at the start but having seen it back it was it was 1990 it was Andy Thorne at the near post flicking it on to to Pards to head in but this time we had we had the Thorne flick on well so we had the Delaney flick on 
and uh, and Balassi heading it in at the back post. But um, was it was a terrific moment, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It all, you know, like you say it felt like the game had barely started, and all of a sudden it's we're one nil up, and and yeah, from from where we were, you know, I was I was back at the other end, and yeah, it's hard to make out what happened. But when you saw the replays, um, I think Balassi's really brave because he's got Troy Deeney flying in to try and clear it, and you know we already mentioned the size of his bonds, and then you got that massive lurch of a goalkeeper <laughs> flying. <laughs> And in that, and in that shade of blue, it looked like one of them big tall things that have Avatar. Just <laughs> right, yeah. And, he, and you know, you certainly don't expect Blassie to be the one, you know, le- leaping above everybody at the far post. So it was just surreal, and you can't ask, you can't ask for anything, anything more than an early goal. To I'm not going to say settle the nerves because if anything, it's sort of you know you've got something to throw away then, but. Yeah. Um, you can't ask for more, can you? We, we went at them, and the rest of the half, or you know, it could have been, it could have been a much even, you know, much better story at half time. But it was, it was a great start. Yeah, if anything, we, we perhaps could, should, have, could, and should have uh, created something of, of a, well, at least another couple of more clear cut chances than we did because we were dominant. Um, Patrick, did you actually take in that moment the goal went in? No, um, as you know, we were in the same section, but I was probably about twenty rows behind you, Chris. So. But when it's the opposite side, so as the corner comes in, you know, I see the flick on, then I see a pile up at the back post, and I thought the ball hit the side netting. Now, in the replay, obviously, that was actually Pantillamon doing a kung fu kick to the side netting. And then, I, yeah, then if you guys realise, it's like, to me, when we so big, there's like a five-second, like a ten-second delay, like on television, and I didn't, you didn't hear the sound of the roar until, like, and I'm like, Wait, we scored a goal. It was a. I couldn't believe it. Then I'm looking and I'm jumping up now. I'm saying, "But who scored? Who scored?" The one guy goes to me, "Who cares? We scored." <laughs> <laughs> and then always I look at the replay, I see Blaster man, I'm going crazy. But it it was it was great. And I loved. I really loved the, the 1990 thing that you know probably talking after the match about how he spoke to Milan about bringing it in, and I thought that was so great. But I didn't even that didn't register to me at the time. Only like watching the replay that they actually used that same move. So it was it was amazing, but like I guess it was just at the time I was so I was in shock. I was like, I can't believe we actually scored a goal. And I thought, wait, is it is it a match over yet? It's like that's way too early for us. So yeah. it was it was great. That was just crazy. Yeah, sometimes it's it's nothing worse than an early goal. <laughs> it worked out well in the end. Joe, was the view better from the posh seats? I wasn't. Nice in the posh one. Seats, I, said, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't in the posh seats. I know. I was, I in, the, I was in the gods. I have to say, it's <laughs> funny to claim it every time. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry, Joe. But, uh, <laughs> Let's be honest. If he was, if he was in the posh seats, he'd have got kicked out after about three minutes. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, well, come on, sandwiches. It was an enjoyable goal. Wasn't it, what, you know? Eating all the same prawn sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I knew it was a goal. So I was obviously celebrating a lot quicker than than all you mugs, uh, all you blonde people. Uh, oh, thank you. But anyway, no, no. Uh, uh, it was. It, I'll be honest with you. It took. It did take a second to to realise that it was. Uh, after after I realised it was a goal, then we were. The next question was who scores, and then it was even more of a celebration because I had obviously had, had a bet, and I no. had, yes, I had. I bet two, first to score. Yeah. Yeah. That is brilliant, Joe. Well played. Uh, fifteen to two. Fifteen. So I only had two points oh. on it, but I doubled it up. Three one. <laughs> I had ten quid on on three one at twenty to one, and also doubled it up two and a half quid. It, it, I mean, by by Yannick not squaring it to so, <laughs> by 
guy who was completely free on the penalty spot when he was clear through and um and not giving him an open goal for three one cost me three hundred quid. But anyway, it's... yeah, you're right, you're over it now, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm, I was really, you know, I, I, I didn't expect it. I just did not expect, you know, Belassi on the far post as well. But in saying that, I'm glad we did that because usually it's, it, you know, for the whole season, it's been Dan that's been there. So um, it, it was nice that they mixed it up a little bit and and pulled off that manu, you know, obviously... Yeah. 26 years, no one's going to be going back 26 years to look at all our corners. Nick, I don't know about you, but I thought when, when that went in, once I'd sort of just got over the shock, I'd say it was honestly the first time that I contemplated that, you know, we, we, we go, I just felt we're going to win this game now. Yes, just, I, I, same I, feeling, Chris. Yep. It, it didn't, it wasn't like, I, I wasn't, I wouldn't say it was, I was overconfident, it's just, I just kind of had that the usual. We always refer to it the typical Palace moment. I almost kind of thought it'd just be typical to get all hyped up, get the best draw that we wanted in this semi-finals, give ourselves the best chance in a long time to get into the final, and then just you know just lose it on a refereeing decision or something like that. Well, card is all over again. Yeah, all, all that. Yeah, no shot in the entire game or whatever. But um, but that moment, I just that was it. it kind of, I kind of I didn't think the game was won. Not far from it, but it just I suddenly contemplated what it what it was going to be like. You know, yeah, I was, I was, I was strangely not nervous yesterday. I don't know why. I just had a feeling we'd get through. And one of the reasons was my son didn't come because well, we're going to lose on penalties. It ain't worth it. But he's a teenager, you know. Yeah, that is theory. Um, but yeah, it was it was weird when he scored because it it did take a moment. But and we did go mad down front. And yeah, I think you're right. It, it was kind of yeah, no, it's going to be all right now. You know, we can relax a bit. Yeah, and we did. And we did. We should never do with Palace. It's it's <laughs> it's unnerving because you don't. You know, but we um, we, but like as the team, the team certainly relaxed and just played football and didn't didn't let the moment get to them. And it, and you know, Watford were shell shocked for for a while. They kind of had a little bit of a rally, but then it it went away from them. And like I said, we should perhaps maybe if um created a couple of uh, big moments um, to, to go further ahead but didn't quite come out for us um, there were a couple of nervy points obviously there was um, Scott Dan who had I would say had a bit of a patchy game bless him some great moments and, and you know some fantastic defending as normal but uh, the first sort of warning sign he, he ducks completely under um, mm. under a cross and just it just obviously smacked in towards shins and nearly went in uh, bit, bit weird wasn't it Patrick yeah, uh, my question is, why do you think he ducked? You may have got a shout from somebody, you think, why he ducked? Well, or he just ducked and he likes to duck in the box. <laughs> he thinking it was <laughs> He must have gotten a shout, though. All joking aside, I watched it like three, I watched the match over twice, and I watched the match today. He definitely got a shout from the keeper. Oh. Obviously, not thinking that we'd get to the back post, but, and I was, we were, I mean, remember, that's, that's our end, so to see it, I'm like, uh, why is he getting out of the way of that cross, so. But I mean, it, it was it, it was a, it was a very negative thing. Well, Ward looks to Dan. He doesn't look to, to Hennessy about the shout. If there was one, he looks to Dan, doesn't he? So you think Dan shouted? I mean, uh, Ward shouted. It'd be, it'd be odd if it'd be odd if uh, Dan shouted that he was going to duck for the ball, wouldn't it? I'm well, done. Yeah, <laughs> good, yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I, I don't know. I just I I'm I was more concerned that there was no communication. And, uh, right, I, I agree. Yeah. Rather than rather than there being a shout, we sure Dan Dan didn't get a touch of the Patrick Bamfords. 
No, it's not. No, well, no, not I mean, <laughs> on Dan, not on Dan, then, yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe. But I, it was it was a little nervy moment, and, you know, those moments can change games. We got away with that one. Um, and obviously, as, as uh, Nick had mentioned as well, um, Kapure went off, and that was probably another big moment in the game for us, which because um, he's a top, top player. So Nick, you got some stuff in the chat room. Yeah, just going back to the um, Jedi stuff, um, Russ 62 a 59 I'll just call you Russ if I mention you again, if that's all right. Um, he has said that he thought Jedi was a man of the match, the Quiet Beast was back, the foundation for our attackers to do their stuff. Um, Briscoe Eagle got back. Um, remember, I asked him if he'd start Jedi against Man United, and he said no, he wouldn't. Um, and he said he'd get bypassed with their passing moves. So we'll need more agile players. That's in his view. Um, Palace Forever, the last goal, he said it was like their goal. He was trying to do a star jump at first. Booted Eagle um, has alluded to the fact that the first goal was straight out of the 1990 semi final of Villa Park. The old ones are the best ones. Let's hope somebody does it right in the final. Mm-hmm. That's a show with my radio.net. Forward slash chat. Just. Yeah, just in response to, uh, to Tom asking people on uh, on Twitter whether whether or not people expected an early goal, Max Underwood's got in touch saying absolutely didn't. But it's gone on quite rightly, rightly uh, I can't speak, quite rightly fa- focus on the fact that we've got to beat Man United next as well. Um, but we'll be talking about that probably in our extra content later on, so if you are listening live, make sure you download the podcast. Put, yeah. Don't download that, download the podcast instead. Download there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not all right, guys. I'm struggling. It's fine. You're doing good. It's yeah, just, I think uh, a few people are struggling today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, to help you out, we're going to talk less. <laughs> Cheers. That really helps. <laughs> and, 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 Nick, and Nick, Nick, can you also can you also leave those like pauses between sentences, please? Okay. <laughs> Brilliant, Nicholas. Very well. Very well done. <laughs> Oh, anyway, that's, that's so um, Bear goes into a pub and says, "I love a pub." <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, but why the big pause? Yeah, <laughs> oh, you did so well with the original joke, Nick. You did exactly. really well with the original joke, and you've just you, car crashed it. You could have left it. You could have left it, and everyone would have thought you were. You'd have had some respect for once. No, no. You went from Ronnie Barker to Michael McIntyre in the space of about eight <laughs> words. <laughs> yeah. Michael that's McIntyre. That's going to confuse some people as well, Albert, as a reference. Why? Uh, Everyone loves Michael McIntyre, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Because he notices things, doesn't he? Oh, he's so good at noticing things. That's, that's the thing. Things that you are we just going to? Gonna, um, gonna, are we just going to rip off Stuart Lee now, or we're going to do a football pod? I think uh, I think it's true. Now that's an obscure reference. Yeah. Well so. done, Nick. He's critiqued Michael McIntyre, but he's not done it in the same way we were about to. But you've ruined it for everyone now. I'd say we were more slagging him off than critiquing yeah, him. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, I'll go with that. Anyway, I like him. Ah, uh, that figures. So anyway, we got ourselves to half time. It was uh, it was one nil, and definitely the better side. Definitely uh, again should have perhaps created a bit more, but felt brilliant. Felt, felt really, really good at half-time. And, and we tend to have um, 
a, a reaction at halftime, no matter what happens. We, we always sort of come out with a bit more of a focus. Padre gets the team, you know, organised where perhaps there were sort of gaps and all that kind of stuff. So I felt very, very confident going into the second half. And we were straight on the attack. I was just about downing one of my three drinks I'd bought at halftime. Yeah, yeah we missed that, didn't we, Christopher? Yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Online. <laughs> that faulty pie. But I have seen it back, Patrick. That's a few. Um, yes, Wickham fouled. Clearly, wasn't he fouled on the edge of the box? Before you get to that, actually, at the half, there was a handball claim by um, when, uh, I guess it was uh, oh, yeah, yeah. crossed it. That was definitely a penalty kick, but they missed that one. They didn't even show that on the highlights last night. It, yeah, they, I watched it. Scandalous. It, it, I agree with you, Joe. It's a definite penalty. But guess what Chris said. I thought it was definitely a foul. Um, not a penalty if I ended the box, but I'm, so, I'm shocked that it wasn't called a foul because that, you know, it also could have been called. I think they said it could have been last man because it was such a, I think um, Wickham was going one-on-one with the keeper. So it was definitely, but I just said that before, I think Paulson, as general, had a very poor match yesterday. I really thought he didn't, did not have a good match yesterday. I think, I, I knew it was a foul just by um, his expression, his reaction. Yeah. You can yeah, tell yeah. When, when they genuinely think they been been tripped and uh, yeah. it, it did yeah definitely it was just, I could kind of almost give the referee the benefit of the doubt in some ways because it, it was from a ball that Wickham shouldn't have got to and there was you know there was obviously there was contact Wickham winning the ball first before there was contact from the challenge so um, but, but because of the fact that Wickham fell into the box if the ref had seen that it fallen outside the area you know and the contact was made outside the area I kind of think he would have given the free kick, but I think he was that far off the pace uh, that he thought he would have to give a penalty, and he and he bowled it because obviously game's over straight at the second beginning of the second half. We get we get another goal from the penalty spot, and he potentially has to send someone off. He has to, you know, it kind of finishes the game. Uh, so, I, and I thought that's why uh, that's why he didn't make the decision. But we uh, but we had you know we had some 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 top chances before before they came back with the equaliser. Joe, you made reference to it earlier of Balassi breaking through. Ended up shooting when he possibly could have squared it, but again, looking at that one back, it actually got it goes through the legs of Pantilla yeah. and catches oh. the, the back corner of his ankle, and then kind of just sort of loops up over the bar. It was a, it was, it was a lucky save. It wasn't a good save. It was a lucky save uh, in a, in a number of ways. But uh, I really thought we were going to go going to go two 0 up, but we didn't. Uh, and and they they got the the equaliser. So let's let's dissect it. What do we think? Obviously, it came from a passage of play where Wickham's given the ball away uh, in the attacking third, and uh, we've given away a free kick on the edge of the area. I think it was. I'm right in saying um, which Ben Watson strikes and it gets deflected wide. Am I right here? I think. Yes, I'm right that's here. correct. Yes. And then um, and then obviously the corner comes swinging in and. It just it just lands on the head of Deeney and he heads in. But Dan is right next to him. Uh, it's in an area where potentially the keeper could claim it, but if the keeper doesn't come out, um, and the ball's headed kind of pretty much straight at him. Does he have time to react? Those are all the sorts of questions I have. Joe. Right. Does he have time to react? No. Um, I thought, to be honest with you, if, if you look at the slow mo and the replay from behind the goal, that um, uh, Watson should have should have had the header. I think it was the fact that he didn't, which which did Dan. I mean, I don't think Dan was expecting to 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 be making a challenge for that. I mean, he had a completely free header, Ben Watson. Um, but on the other side of it, you know, he had no chance for the Hennessy had no chance for the for the header. It was a completely blind header, you know. 
Um, and but also I, I one you know I, I don't like ever going after Hennessy, but I just I've just and I always have been one of them people that if a, if the ball's hung up and it's in the six yard area, if in fact from a corner, if it's between the goal line and the penalty spot, I think the keeper should be coming for it. And, and the thing is, if he goes to go for it and he goes over, ninety nine times out of hundred, referee's going to blow up. So, you know, he's, he should be he should be going for it. I mean, the 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 only person that can legitimately smash any player on the pitch without getting a, a, a you know and probably get the foul go for him is a goalkeeper if it keeps yep, and if he punches if he punches if he follows through and he punches the ball out and takes out three other four other players of him the referee's not it's just it's a play on or it's a foul against a goalkeeper right you know he has every protection i don't like going after him because i thought you know i thought he made a smart save at the end as well um uh, to be honest with you, I thought his distribution was fantastic. With his boot, his distribution was very good. Um, so it was, you know, one of them where I think he was probably looking at Watson getting the header. And when Watson clearly, I mean, just completely missed it, um, which he probably would have scored anyway if, he, if he'd have headed it. Um, but yeah, there was, there was a few people at fault. But I just, I don't think it's fair to go after Dan either because, like you say, although he didn't have a brilliant game, he. he you know, it was uh, what Deeney was like, two inches higher than him, and that's and that all that mattered, really. Yeah, that was, it, was a, it was a shame more than anything. It wasn't, I don't, you know, we're not going to sit here and pick too much of the bones out of it because it's, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. You know, we're the ones going to back to Wembley, we're the ones in an FA Cup final. And uh, ultimately, this is just a, a, a little diversion, a little footnote that um, we'll all forget at some point. But uh, just getting some um, reaction just, just on that. Uh, Foul on, foul on Connor Wickham um, that wasn't given. Uh, Brent, Brent Morgan, well, he's observed first that they were kicking lumps out of us all throughout the game, and then he's just done hashtag shit Bumblebee, which I enjoyed. Um, <laughs> Johnny Esther has said that the ref bottled it totally, but other than that, he thought he was actually all right as a, as a referee. Uh, Palace oh. talked correctly and saying, yeah, but it was a free kick. Um, and, yeah, sorry, and I know there's plenty of you that wanted to, to follow up on that point as well, though. Um, who was first? It was you, Nick, I think. Yes. Uh, um, Brinsco Eagle in the no, nothing I say is funny. Brinsco Eagle in the chat room, wholeradio.net forward slash chat. It said that Wickham was at no fault for the goal because uh, he's, he's, he's paraphrasing um, Patrick. Um, it's no fault as it's another phase of play that taken place. <laughs> well, good. I like that phrase of phase of play. Fair. Yeah, it's interesting though. Wickham, Wickham blamed himself after the match. Funnily enough, he did. Yeah, yeah. but when, as as for the goal though, when it went in initially, I thought, "Oh, you muppet, Hennessy." And then the problem is that they they never show the replay at normal speed, do they? It's always no. slow motion, which makes him look even more of a muppet. Yeah, it and makes it. Watch the, watch the replay. It's only when I saw the highlights again that I actually thought he had no chance there. Yeah, it makes him look like he's actually just stood there with his hands motionless and just watched the ball go past him. He, he it's, it's, it's half a second, isn't it? Sorry, he, what? he had no chance, but I know someone that might have. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I, mean, I, say, have, I saw that. I saw Jules. a lot of people say that yesterday. But it's true. We've seen it at Wembley. Point blank saves is Jules' speciality. He's got the reflexes of a some sort there, of there is, cat. 
There's the one at the, the Amex, the, the one from Ashley Barnes that was. Oh, uh, that's that's about the same. That's about the same sort of time frame, if you like. Of being you know what, what, from Troy did it probably, probably harder. Troy did it at Wembley exactly. No, it's a fair point. It's a fair point, but you know. There you go. I think we're being... We're being and on, his, and on his distribution that Joel's saying that is kicking, I mean, it's hard to tell if he's shanking it when the pitch is three times bigger than the one he's used to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, Chris... Yeah. I, I, I have to agree with Joel. Joel makes a very good point about Hennessy. It's hard to, you know, get on his case. And the thing is, though, um, he's absolutely right. If Hennessy was... That's the major thing I have with Hennessy is his lack of commanding of the box. And Joel just said that if that ball's in that corridor of uncertainty as I like to call it on corners between the six yard box and the penalty spot you've got to come for it for your keeper and if you decide to stay on that line you'll be, you've got to be ready for whatever happens but obviously it's again it is a very good header from Dini it's a deflected kind of head upside his face and it's very hard to wreck that quickly I just wanted to come for that ball if you come for it and he gets clad like Joe said it's going to be a foul so that's my major thing with him. I'm just really always concerned on, on crosses and corners they just does he just doesn't come on the box enough but again I'm not going to kill him for that goal only because of the standpoint of um, you know, it is. It was such a quick. You had to react so quickly, and again, someone doesn't give it do it. Do it uh, it's uh, justice. But again, I'm 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 a big fan of Sponey as Albert is, and I just really think if he was in that goal, he, his reflex is so good that you know you you'll see something different than you would see you know versus again um, Wayne Hennessy. Uh, maybe look, at the end of the day, I think Hennessy's done most of what he did very very well. Yes, I agree with that. Like a lot 100%. of players. You know, and he did, he did claim a fair bit. He made some, some you know, saves that could have could have been tricky. He made them look very, very comfortable. He was calm. You know, it was, I didn't have I didn't have the nervousness with him that I usually have. I mean, I suppose maybe because in Watford's best spell, he was up the other end of the pitch. Um, and it's a long, long way away. But, it's a long way away, exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, very quick on Jaws and Joe, and we'll, and we'll move this on. I've just got a question for the, for the uh, you know, um, for us, really. Um, would you play him in the final? Would you play Jules in the final? Uh, I'd play Jules in, in the league games between now and the final and give myself a selection headache. <clears throat> hmm. I, I, I would play him, but it's it's based, honestly, on bias that I have towards him. Way better against Man United, I thought he played very, very, very well against them midweek. And I just, again, I, I just don't have the same confidence in Hennessy. Having said that, you put Spawny in that final and he makes a mistake and he loses it. Forget it. So there's no chance he's ever going to play Bayern Ninja. It's going to be Hennessy. And I have no problem with that because I can understand the logic behind him playing all the cup games and most of the season. It's hard to pull him now. If you're playing the last three matches, Spawny, and you put him in, I think it's very harsh on Hennessy. It would be. Mm, Nickel ass? I... <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> he said oh, what? Brilliant. <laughs> What do you think? <laughs> Nick, uh, Nick, would you play Spironi or Hennessy the final? Um, I had this this idea that Spironi will play his record-breaking game as captain in the final. That, is that would be ridiculously kind of great. Idea. Never going to happen, now. That would be so great, but never going to happen. I'm just um, getting myself riled up for later. I'm very, very annoyed with you lot. Yeah? Yeah. Why is that? Dave yeah. Where is Dave Swindlerst? As I've told you, you and Joe were supposed to organise an interview with him. And you said, <laughs> no, exactly. that doesn't mean... Where does he live? Where does he live? Does he live? Doesn't mean that he shouldn't be in the ultimate 25. 
maybe more people would remember about him if you reminded them with a lovely interview. Yeah, a bit of PR would have done him the world of good. Yeah, and exactly. why do you do the same for Mark Hughes then? Mark Hughes? Mark Hughes. Oh, um, Michael Hughes. Michael. Oh, you're, get, you're getting dottery and old, mate. What's happening? Those, those new glasses aren't looking very well, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask the question, Joe? Go on. Did you want? All right, I will. Uh, go on, go on, go on. I, I, I wouldn't, and the reason is similar to Patrick, but, but for different reasons. I wouldn't be able to cope if Jules started yeah. final yeah, and, and made a mistake, and his the agree. end of his career was defined by that. Oh, so, 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 so we're all right in to carry on. Let's yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll, we'll play Hennessy and continue to slate him. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Exactly! <laughs> and Joe, should he make a mistake in the final a la Villa, he'll never pay for us again. But it won't happen, so I'm not worried about it. Hmm. But imagine that, though. Now, let's not imagine that, actually. Let's not even think about that. Well, yeah, totally in silence so the listeners can imagine as well. Yeah, hold on. Let's do that now. An awkward silence. <laughs> They're all screaming jewels. I can feel the vibes. They're all screaming jewels. <laughs> right, um, so... Going dead air, dead air. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying the dead air today. It's yeah. Just, yeah it's the dead air. We've got back to Wayne Rooney, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I call them poignant pauses anyway. <laughs> Very Another one. <laughs> oh, we've got to stop. We'll be more paused than actual other stuff. There's another one. Um, right. Anyway, so we, we um, I think it's fair to say we deserve to go go back ahead. Uh, we recovered really quickly from the considering the equaliser, um, and it's just the more I watch it, the better that goal gets. Um, obviously, we had, we had a couple of efforts before it. Uh, Suarez had a, a long-range effort that was pretty close, but but in the end, you know, just a, a little bit of a well-worked move from a from a throw-in. Ball comes out to Suarez, loops across it. It doesn't actually look that threatening. As I'm watching it coming in, and I'm sure you guys will have a similar perspective on this. Yeah, I saw, I saw it. I saw the ball coming. Perfect coming. from where we were. Yep. Yeah, we were right behind it, Patrick, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. The angle that you see on the on the best replay that's been on TV with the ball heading towards the corner. That's all. Right. Yeah, it's, it's so perfect. But how long did it take to go in? It was Honestly, slow motion. I was, it was in direct line with, with the header and the, the back bit of the goal, the, the upright back bit of the goal. I'm making them like a woman on the yeah. phone. I'm, 
gesticulating. And um, yeah, it did seem to go very, very, very slowly. Uh, and the goalkeeper seemed to move in slow motion as well, didn't he? It was uh, incredible. But um, I, I kind of just, I, don't know, I just don't know what happened. I was, I was all ready for the keeper just to sort of almost walk slowly across his goal line and pick it up with one hand kind of thing. It was no. that. But I mean, it was never no. that. When you watch it back, he's got a really good amount yeah. of power. Right? He's had to generate it all himself. He's got to yeah. time the jump to perfection. He's got an incredible amount of distance off the, air, off the ground as well. It's right up in the air at the peak of his jump. Perfect. Two things I noticed. Number one, I was readier for that goal, and I, I'd imagine we all saw it coming, so we, we, we cheered straight away, not in disbelief. Yes. Two, the Watford fans, if, you, if you'd seen them, they were, they were all jumping up and down right until the... And they, were, they looked quite oh, good distance. Exactly. And they all stopped at once yep. when the goal yep. went in. <laughs> it just Unbelievable, yeah. It was so funny when that happened. Which concluded their five minutes of noise that they made. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Great point, Albert. They were so quiet, and I was a long way away, but they were so quiet the entire match. It's difficult when Wembley's got appalling acoustics. It's, it's we were loud, though, but we were loud. Yeah, we were. We were loud. Up there in I think that uh, Wembley's got appalling acoustics is just something that's come from Ian Brown trying to explain his live vocals, and it's just become an urban myth. Thanks, Nick. Um... Never even played there. It's just awful. I did both stand on stage at the old Wembley when I was good. Did you get booed off? No, it was it was empty. And it was a uh, Manic Street Preachers Week. I was yep. there at nine o'clock in the morning delivering some backline for him. And I did genuinely stand at the front of the stage of empty Wembley and shout out Hello London. And a cleaner at the back. And, uh, and in next Based. week's and in next week's edition of <laughs> Nick Bassett's dull autobiography, uh, Nick goes to the laundrette. <laughs> <laughs> and clears that out as well. <laughs> I'm thinking of um, doing an A to Z of my autobiography as a separate sure. podcast. <laughs> um, anyway, so it was obviously amazing to go to see one up, and almost straight away it, it became. I was looking around, looking look at people's faces, and obviously the people were celebrating, and the kind of the full horror that we were about to have to see out that game, and and the, sort of the closer the final whistle got. You know, all the, all the sort of overconfidence from earlier on where I was thinking, even when it was 1-1 briefly, I was like, I'm not that worried, we'll be all right. As soon as we had to close the game out, I just couldn't handle it anymore. Um, it, was just, it was just agony. You had, there, was just, there was just moments in it, and I've, I've watched the game back, but I'll, I'll go back to my notes to, to the only things that I remember, and it's like there was a blur from, from Wickham scoring to... One moment where Wolf seemed to run the length of the pitch and beat everyone and just yep. just miss it the last minute, uh, and and Wickham right. couldn't follow up to score. I'd say frustrating, Albert. Yeah, I think Wolf had a good two or three opportunities to get the shot away before yeah, just running into most of the Watford defence. Um, you know, I'm not going to have a go at him because he, you know, he he single handedly made that chance for himself. So. Um, it was shades of Ian Wright in the final against Man United, ran down the wing and cutting him, wasn't it? But each just didn't slide away like right he did. But he's, you know, he's, he'll get there. You know, he, he's just, he's taken a while to mature. He had, a, he had the setback of joining Man United in the first place, which just knocked him back. But when he's in full flow like that, he just, it's just so, so good to watch. Um, that, that, that clip of him dancing around Gerardo, whatever his name is, which I sort of saw at the time at the game, but it's only when you actually see the TV replay of him Morris dancing round the ball and dumping him on his arse and then getting fouled. It's just outrageous. It's, yeah, you know. It is. 
so when he breaks when he breaks that out, I just I love it because you know that's him that's him confident that's him focused that's him thinking no one can stop him and when he's like that it's just it's it's just it's so good to watch um, and I just think it's it's all set isn't it it's all set for us to get our revenge for him to get his revenge on that whole oh, bunch oh, of us. oh please let let it be I bet they go after him. I bet they go after him. You reckon? You reckon they'll come back? Mm, okay, maybe. I reckon. I reckon they'll go after him. And don't know if it. Someone, someone's going up some stairs, but I don't know if he. Um, I don't know if he wants to. Yeah. No. Right. No, I'm sitting on the floor. It was Nick. Um, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Um. So I don't. Really, I don't really. Like he. I don't know if he'll want to go back. Will for the amount of abuse he's getting on um, on various different bits on social media. No, but Joe, did you mean go after me, kick him, kick him, or go back to Man United? No, 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 not go, no, yeah, not go back to Man United. I mean, he will try, he will just try and take the piss. Oh, no, I kick think, him, no doubt. That's what I'm saying. I think, yeah, I agree. I think Fellaini will go after him immediately because he won't be able to help himself. Exactly, <laughs> um, and, that's, and that's why you have to play Yedinak for me if Fellaini plays. Thank you. Yeah, just exactly. just so that he gets exactly. stuck in his beard with his hair. It'll be uh, quite early there. Be like Velcro, <laughs> wouldn't it? Oh God! <laughs> poor, poor us. Poor listeners. Yeah. The thing, the thing, the thing about Zaha is he gets, and I can, I can totally understand why he gets so frustrated after being continuously hacked down, but. If if they're if they're resulting in free kicks, then he's doing his job and he's you know he's he's, he's carving out possession for us and you know we we have to use set pieces to our advantage and, and we often do. So as frustrating as it is to see him get fouls, as, as as long as the referee's on his game and giving those fouls, it's a good thing really. And I you know I'm not encouraging people to, to try to clear out one of our players, but it know. is Clattenburg. I hope he's not on his game. No, don't. Um. Yeah, but he's a Geordie, isn't he? Clattenburg. He, yeah. hate, he will hate Man United. Yeah, but he'll hate Alan Pardew more, won't he? Yeah, I don't know. I don't Loves know. Ed Sheeran, though. <laughs> That's true. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, for the FA Cup final, someone to re- record, record a, a Sheeran number uh, in homage to Clattenburg? Maybe, maybe? Ben Nagel could consult on it. People, there's a there's a clamour for the for a nine you know for a 2016 version of Glad All Over, which I'm not. I'm all right with the 1991, personally. I'm, I'm all right with a 67 one, to be honest with you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the original, whenever it was. But yeah, but I mean, I, 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 well, maybe I've been paying enough attention. Do they still do cup final songs? No, I think we should release a, a 12-inch remix of Power to the Palace. It's <laughs> good idea. I was singing it yesterday. Tom, Tom had it. Tom had it yesterday. Yeah, producer Tom. Sorry, can I just say the best thing? The best thing about that song, Power to the Palace, is I don't know what the line is. It's something. Come and see. Come with. And they managed to make me into about eight syllables at the end of a line. with me. I'd very much like to announce the end of Homestead Radio. Um, 
think we've taken this as far as we can go. And uh, I mean, yes, we're all hungover. Possibly some of these people are still drunk, but what has happened right now, baby? The lunatics, <laughs> the lunatics have taken over the asylum. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's. Um, I'm not sure I'll be joining you all for the podcast for this one, but I do hope you're enjoying it. Um, I am. Come on, we've made the yeah. final. It's, delirium can be expected. I suppose so. You're, you're right. You're right. I'm just I've got too high a standard or something. Isn't that the car in Back to the Future? Oh. I'll tell a lie. Delirium isn't to be allowed. Genuinely, Nick, I'm, I'm going to have to suspend you for at least a couple of shows after this. This is totally unacceptable. Yes. Forget <laughs> right, Nick. Forget. Would you start Spironi in the next game? Would you start Nick Gusset in the <laughs> next podcast? On the next Hashtag podcast, in or bin. <laughs> Gusset make ultimate twenty-five top HOL radio pun or team. done. There you go, pun or Spring. done. Bring back Tony. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. Oh, anyway, um, are we? <laughs> We've been going a while, haven't we? Um, so yeah, look, uh, there was a there was again a couple of moments. It, it was it was torture at times trying to see the game out, and then and then I haven't interrupted you, have I? I'm going to be bad for two weeks. <laughs> Please tell me that was ironic because you just it did was. interrupt him. I know. <laughs> Sorry, Chris, carry on. Cheers, mate. Um, I, I feared the worst. I mean, Belassi went off for, for MacArthur, and I thought that was returning to a bit more of a, a logical system, so I was quite happy with that. Sacco for punching, I just still was not happy with, because uh, Sacco has, has just not performed of late. But, but you know, he, he played his part off the bench, but I think at the time um, Adebayor came on the pitch for Wickham, that was a really good change for us, because Wickham had run himself into the ground. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it was well, such... You were I was worried because there, there, there was still that sneaky part of me that thought if Watford get a goal back and we have to play extra time and our best chance of scoring on the pitch is um, Scott Dad, well, we're going to be in trouble. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, and obviously with the benefit of hindsight, it, it you know we didn't have to worry about that. But no, I see it's a fair point. But but what he did when he came on the pitch, added by your, he just slowed it down. He just it was a calm head, wasn't he? Um, just just. You know, dropped a bit deeper, linked play out well, but he was always an option for people. He was making sensible runs, but not not hurtling all around the pitch. I just thought it was an ideal thing, and he yeah, helped. Chris. He helped. Go on. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's the thing about the way he plays. Uh, when we're trailing, he's the worst player to bring on necessarily because we're chasing a game, we need him higher up the pitch. But when you're when you're level or again when you're ahead, he's perfect because he he will drop into pockets of space pick up the ball. At the end of the match yesterday, I'm sure you guys remember in the corner, it was Adebayor, MacArthur, I think Ward was just keeping the ball away and playing that keep away. It was great because that's what Adebayor does so well, is keep the ball. So I thought yesterday was a perfect left given the last eight minutes. It worked out really, really well. I'll interrupt, by the way. That's good. It was a fine interruption. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think so, Nick. <laughs> no. No, not at all. Mark <laughs> from the chat room said that Amy <laughs> showed class. <laughs> It did show class, yeah. Anything else, Nick, you want to add? It's wholeradio.net forward slash chat. Cheers, mate. We're uh, closing in on, uh, on on the end of this. Um, we've got the ultimate 25-man squad to come in just a moment. We'll be talking about Clinton Morrison, Johnny Byrne, Matt Jensen and Chris Armstrong. Um, all of those vying. And not Dave Swindlehurst. 
all of those vying for the final striker position. All Peter um, Simpson. Exciting. Yeah, but you're right. All right. Um, but look, to sum up that game, as I said, I said at the, the top of the review, really, I felt that we were uh, we played that game like we knew we were going to win it, um, and it remains to be seen how uh, how the final gets played. But it's we're, we're a good place as a club. It was all looking extremely worrying for us. Um, I think it's fair to say, even though Joe, you seemed a little bit nervous, we still might not be completely safe. I think we're safe. I don't think I think we could win no more points and still be safe. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure you're right, but you know, math and, and uh, you got to just remember, just remember, Oldham, that's our biggest. Yeah, but it happens like once in a lifetime, Joe. No, it's Palace, mate. It doesn't really, does it? Yeah, it's once in a lifetime, Palace. So I said um, that about the last time we got to the cup final. It's a once in a lifetime thing. That's a twice right. in a lifetime thing. That's my that's my question. Then I know at one point in the season we're always having that question. You know, would you want to finish mid table or you know top? top eight or get to the cup final now that we're here how do you guys feel because I always wanted this to happen I always wanted to just survive and get to the cup final how do you guys feel now about this where we are uh, oh. when, when you saw everyone at Wembley yesterday <laughs> oh god yeah we wouldn't be yeah. like that the second to last game of the season we're about to finish ninth or tenth <laughs> you know exactly I mean? no one no one's thinking like that no one's you know <sighs> hugging their nearest and dearest or crying their eyes out all that kind of stuff Exactly. You know, it's, it's something about it's about oh. final, about about you know you're winning something, you're potentially going to win something. You know, I couldn't, um, I couldn't get it, it. It didn't feel like a semi final to me though, mm. maybe because I got there sort of lateish. But it, it just almost like an exhibition match. It didn't feel right to be watching really? semi final at Wembley. No, for wow. me, I mean the, the passion was brilliant, but it just. For me, the game just didn't feel like. I don't know. It was it was strange. So this, and it's weird. Here's my question: Thinking. Is that your is that your first ever semi-final? You've been to the '95 and '90 ones. Um, no, I've I've missed both the other semi-finals. And that's why, and I've I I wouldn't have the final. That's why for me, it felt like a semi-final is my first ever one, which is why I came all the way over here. So for me, it had everything that I wanted to be. You know, it had the passion, it had the atmosphere, it had excitement, it had emotion to me it was just perfect so I know what you're saying had it been at you know Villa Park or somewhere else it would have been but I just thought I had everything I had for me it was a perfect semi-final for me it really was man I still have that feeling no we're not we're not done yet so you know what I mean it's a cup final so for me it was a perfect semi-final really yeah was. but it means going back to the same place and being charged £5.20 for a tiny bottle of Budweiser or uh, it's people so selling donuts and it's it's I don't know Five pound yeah. fifty for, for a glass of bud, and a and a sausage which was a foot long, in a tiny roll, cost me twelve pounds twenty. I can't defend that. And then, and, then, and then my son picked the picked the glass of lager up. It flipped out of his hand, and landed <laughs> landed in the in the bur, in the uh, in the sausage roll. Um, so <laughs> so I didn't want any more booze. And then he decides to soak my. Hot dog, the foot long in a, in with Budweiser, which was. So you talking about a hot dog, right? <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I, there was a, there was a stat which surprised me um, that, that I so saw. You've got a foot long, on, yeah, on the hook. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, the, was that was that they had more possession, like fifty-two percent to forty-eight. Yeah, that surprised me. That, that absolutely that no, no, I know it didn't, but that was a stat. 
which surprised me. Actually, you know what, Joe? I'm looking at the stats now that actually outshot us, and they didn't have a shot in the whole first half, apparently. So they had 13 shots, uh, two on target. 13 <laughs> shots? They had that. They had like a fifteen, well, I don't know, ten minute spell where they just follow pressure on us. But it's amazing. And we both had seven corners. So they had sixteen fouls. We had fourteen fouls. So it was that moment. We were we were chucking bodies on the line so much of a four. Yes, so one guy got wiped out. Yeah, brilliant. But they all mixed each other. We didn't yeah. like so much. Actually, I won't say that. <laughs> that was a great moment though that kind of just sums up the commitment and all that kind of stuff it's a beautiful picture just to see just to see the sort of the evidence of uh, of just how committed we were uh, on the substitutions Tim Green did one touch saying he's weirdly calm all game didn't, never worried uh, everything was right last five minutes were fudging awful though uh, which is a fair point it was it was a, it was a killer what's so, about uh, substitutions though no, it was on the topic of the subs. If you if if you look at what Tom's written, but then it doesn't reference the subs. Cheers, Tom. No. Uh, Trevor Weldon, however, does reference the subs. We're saying he's petrified that Sacco came on, uh, but fair dues, Pardew knows his stuff. Got us the win. Um, yeah, yeah. So let's just do man of the match, and then we'll have your forward reviews. Not your forward reviews, guys. The forward reviews we read out on behalf of the listeners. Um, who was your man of the match, Nicholas? <sighs> No man of the match. I mean, don't don't rush it. Was Wilf. He was the difference between the two teams, and he wasn't um, overly flash as he can be. It was a commitment. It was. I mean, they were all doing it for the shirt, but but Wilf especially. And it's nice to see one of the round come through and play a big part in getting us into what's our biggest match. Last five years, I suppose playoff final is bigger than a cup final now, isn't it? But uh, it doesn't feel like it now, but it probably right it was. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. All right, what do you think now? But that's a tough one for me. It's for me. It's a three-way split between Soiree, uh, Yedinak, and Connor Wickham, and I don't. I'm, very, I'm not often very complimentary about Soiree, so I'm going to take the opportunity to give him man of the match. Okay, nice. He did have did a very good game. What do you reckon, then, Joe? Uh, well, I thought Suarez, um was, was very good. And when Danny phoned me up last night, pissed as a fart, um, he said he thought he had his best game uh, for us. Uh, I thought Wilf was, you know, had a very, very good game for us, but I thought Jedinet was imperious. I think he was, I think he had his best game for probably a couple of years. Very good. Okay, Patrick? That's really good stuff, Joe. Um, I actually wrote in my notes, Thanks, man. Jedi so good, did everything needed, wanted, imperious. Um, I, put, I thought Kabai played really well, and I think if you understand how Kabai plays, that's, that's Kabai. He's not a number 10. He's waited yesterday. He was so good in what he did yesterday, you know, doing the little stuff that people don't really see. I thought Zaha was brilliant, as was Balassi. I thought Balassi did well. Uh, you know, not in compared to Zaha, I thought Balassi did really well. So Suarez was very good. Um... Punching, I thought, was unspectacular, but it was very solid. But honestly, since I saw the goal in slow motion in my head when Wickham rose and it was a game-winning goal, I'm going to give it to Connor Wickham. And I love the fact that he took they took responsibility, Chris, to that. You know, he's mentioned about that. It wasn't his fault, obviously, the goal, but the fact that he took responsibility and he kind of got motivated the rest of the game was, I think, it was really shows the maturity of that player. And I, I thought he was brilliant yesterday. Really, really, really good. And he's got a great future with us if he stays healthy. It's nice seeing him, um, him and his, his girlfriend were on the train on the way back. With all mm. 
Yes, yes, yes. She sure, she's a, a bit of a fox, isn't she? She is, yeah. <laughs> a bit, yeah, a bit. Yeah, she's, she's nice. I'm not a big you... fan of tattoos, but she's, she's covered in tattoos, but, but she's a very, very nice, very, very nice looking young lady. <laughs> it sounded like such a perp saying that. Joe, you say it. Well, if she's a fox, she's a fox. Seems, sounds alright coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, my, my man of the match was, was Wilfred Zaha. Just, just you know, that, he's my, he's my favourite player when he's like that. It's just absolutely superb. Anyway, uh, just having to try to look and see if we've got a couple of others in there. Nick has come in the chat room. Phone for yeah, there are. Plus 62. Difficult to split Wolf and Jedi, but I'll go for Jedi and Booted Eagle. Jedi was the rock, which sounds like a four world review. If Tom's really good, we might segue into that now. <laughs> You're not the host, Nick. And doesn't say the C word in her radio <laughs> shock up. <laughs> Oh, you, you, you do need a rest, Nick, I think. I do. Yeah. Anyway, uh, cheers for that. Um, well done, thanks. Um, <laughs> let's have forward reviews. Brent Morgan, Wickham leaps like salmon. Quentin JRS, dizzy, delirious, delighted, dumbfounded. Simon Breddy, bring on the Manx. Mummy White, eagles sting those hornets. Sammy Blackwell, get the fuck in. Nathan Giles, all battled for a badge. Marcus Summerhees, Yannick scores like a party. Chris Coles, Connor Wickham, you hero. Tom Williams, I've lost my voice. Roger Gollop, only been 26 years. Stephanie O'Neill, so proud but shattered. Fred glad to be there. That was too high. Uh, Sarah Phillips, <laughs> I've got punchy shit. Lucky Sarah. Charles Blake, I feel quite happy. Oh, I should do something special. Dale Martin, Zahara back to best. Edward Porter, South London and loud. Four Word Reviews. Review the game next week by tweeting hashtag Four Word Review to add whole radio. The All Time Palace 25 Man Squad. Tweet us your suggestions and we'll choose in or bin. In your face, Nick, you started talking while there was a jingle still on you, idiot. I'm lucky, bro. Well, it did sound like Radio Luxembourg. Brent Morgan's going to touch. Bear me saying, just saying he loves birds of tattoos. Look, mate, I'm, you're wrong. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Yeah, on. They, yeah, they don't do nothing for me either. Uh, I just got a, we had a, a, um, another four-word review come through from Kevin Lyons, who, 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 obviously uh, Ian Lyons' brother. Um, and he's, uh, I've been watching Arsenal TV because he said, um, we is finalists, blood. <laughs> It's catching yes, it all the blood and the fan yeah. stuff, isn't it? Fam, yeah. Fam. <laughs> if any of you ever say that, by the way, you're fired. I will fire you. 
<laughs> and I'll take in charge. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. I completely understand. Um, <laughs> so, look, we've got um, Ultimate's 25-man squad. We have four players uh, we're talking about today as we look at the final striker positions. Uh, it's, it's got, again, very difficult, and I think we're starting to look at that list and think, uh, well, how are they not in there? How are they not in there? It's because we're limited to 25, and new people vote for them. So... Um, uh, but then we discuss them. But uh, it, it's, it's going to be a difficult one today. And whoever misses out, there'll be there'll be three worthy people in there. Um, so uh, I think probably like, what I do is I'll run down what the current squad is um, as I try and hope that the producer... There we go. He spotted the fact that I couldn't hear anything because there was a hissing sound um, that I, I could hear. Uh, so goalkeepers, Nigel Martin, John Jackson, Julian Speroni. That's, that's the three we're going with in the twenty-five. In the defenders, the complete list is Scott Dan, Eric Young, Jim Cannon, Andy Thorne, Nathaniel Klein, Kenny Sansom, Dean Gordon, and Danny Butterfield. Let's say. Uh, midfield, final list, Wilfred Zaha, Peter Taylor, Don Rogers, John Solarco, Jeff Thomas, Andy Gray, Aki Rihalati, Attilio Lombardo, and Gareth Southgate. This, you know, there's no Darren Ambrose. I believe that's no Darren Ambrose that's in there. Murphy. Jerry Murphy. Wild card. Well, there's a wild, wild card coming up. But anyway, and in the forwards, we have Ian Wright, Andy Johnson, Mark Bright, Dougie Friedman, and one of Chris Armstrong, Johnny Byrne, Matt Jansen, and Clinton Morris. Now, I'll start us off, gents. Uh, it's it's, it's going to be obvious to me, because anyone who's listened to this show for any length of time and has heard our interviews with Clinton Morrison will just know how much of a Clinton Morrison fanboy I am. He's... For me, I mean, you just, first of all, look at his scoring record and how many goals he scored. He, he should be on, in there on that alone. I happen to think you can't have Dougie in that list and not have Clinton for a number of reasons because the two of them were so important to each other's game uh, in their best spells. I think if you look at the times that Clinton has played for Palace uh, and been the top scorer at the club, it's 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 a huge it's, num- it's a huge number. You know, just the same as the, as the impact Andy Johnson had, Clinton Morrison had that same impact and did it twice. Um, you know, played a lot of international football, did play at the top level, was maybe not as successful as perhaps his ability deserved, but was still a was still a, a well regarded international and Premier League player. Um and, and came through the youth system. You know, he, he ticks all the boxes for me. And he's just a top, top man as well. You know, he may be in his he admitted himself in his younger days he came across the wrong way, he was a bit brash, a bit arrogant, but he's a, he's just a funny, nice person these days, you know. So, for me, it, it's got to be Clinton, but that's not to, to rubbish Matt Jansen, who was a superb player for us, and I'm sure one of uh, one or more of, of the rest of the lads will talk about Matt Jansen a bit. Johnny Byrne, before my time, but when I hear people talk about him, they get all sort of misty-eyed about, about just what a talent he was, so maybe maybe one or, one or more of the gents will have something to say about him. And Chris Armstrong was, was, a, was a hero of mine as well. Um, and, you know, I, I always remember... Um, the, the, the shot against Wolves in the cup where he smashed it top corner and it stayed there. You know, that's that's a sort of iconic moment for me as well. But Still it doesn't now. quite... I think it probably is. But but just doesn't doesn't quite reach the same level as Clinton for me. Uh, although he was, um, was, was a superb striker. That's my list. That was all four. That was difficult. Um, Albert, your go. Clint Morrison. <laughs> hey, that's probably the way to do it. Uh, hero. Absolute hero. Um... Yeah, like you say, look at the times he's played for us. He, you know, he was he was there during administration. He was 
he was there when we were riding high top of the league um, with Steve Bruce. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> he came back to the club. I remember, I remember when he came back to the club, and I think it was just, it was definitely his first game back, and he was subbed on. Um, I can't think who he was subbed on for, but it was we sort of had AJ and Clinton Morrison on the pitch at the same time, and it sort of felt like a really odd. What's that Star Trek? I'm not a Star Trek expert, but that one where like the old Star Trek guys with the new Star Trek guys, it's like a like a really sort of iconic moment. And to see Clinton Morrison come on the pitch after a few years away to sort of play along Andy Johnson, I remember that being a real sort of seminal moment for me. And um, nerdy producer Tom says it was Star Trek Generations. There you go, bang. Um, so yeah, I just and like you say, he's he's got nothing but good things to say about Palace. He's got some great stories. He's you know he's a real character. And um, you know he's he's in our goal scoring high up in our goal scoring charts in our appearances charts. He was there at Stockport. Like, what more do you need, Patrick? Yeah, this is this is hard. Um, I'll start with Chris Armstrong. I you know short stay with Palace played really well. Like you, Chris, I remember the '95 Cup run. So that goal that he put in and it's lodged to the stench at Molyneux was was brilliant. Um, Matt Jansen. Uh, I loved I loved the uh, cult hero part that Grierson did on him because I forgot what a hero he was in a, such a short amount of time with Palace. Um, you know, scored some magnificent goals. He was really a really a, a, a great goal scorer. You know, he does there's, there's there's scores of goals and the great goal scorer. He was a really great goal scorer. I really loved the way that he played. And it was unfortunate that he got injured after he left Palace. I know he had a chance to have an England cap and unfortunately got hurt and that kind of killed his career. So uh, um, that, that that's Matt Jansen. Absolutely love Clinton Morrison. Uh, love him when he's on the show. Interact with him a little bit on Twitter. And obviously as a hero, uh, you know, you guys already write some poetic about Stockport and other things that Clinton's done on the field. I remember the Liverpool semi-final. He scored, that, scored the goal and then unfortunately made that comment that they used against him in Liverpool, and they, you know, which I don't think was that bad, but you know how the media twist things around it. Love Clinton. Um, and there's what, you know, Burn is hard, you know. Budgie Burn is going to be hard because obviously none of us saw him. But I know that he he scored over, he scored ninety goals for Palace. Um, that was when we were back in, I guess, Division Three. Um, obviously a great player, player. I just never saw him play. I'd love to advocate him. But I know that particular Mike Timms from Toronto gets upset at us because we don't really advocate for the older players. But it's very hard to advocate players you don't see. You know, I've always in the past advocated people people that I've seen play like Barridge or. Kenny Sansa, but I was lucky to see them in the in the late seventies. You know, but I didn't actually see. I'm not that old, believe it or not. I didn't actually see Budgie Burn play. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I know uh, it's close though. I mean, it was played in '62. I mean, it's only cut for about five, six years, which is very scary, by the way. That I almost saw him play. That's not yes. good. That's not good. That's really not good. But anyway, so um, those are the four. Are we picking now, or are we just gonna move on? Well, me and Albert have picked, but we, we'll, we'll move on otherwise. Well, yeah, let's move well, on. Well, then, I, I, then I, I'd have to pick Glenn Morrison. Okay, well, we know. I think we know where this is. Hey, Jim, Nick, you like to that shake is, things up a bit. Is, what yeah. do you think? Stop going about how many players have we got in the 25 that played in that Stockport game? How many? I don't know. We're using that like some great thing oh yes and they played in the team that nearly got relegated to the first division they were that good so yeah, you're always stuff, speaking stuff. like Malcolm Michael McIntyre after coming out of administration yeah alright that's the story of our lives um, Clinton very very good player uh, we've got AJ in there so um, Coco Pop was brilliant 
Um, I was a bit gutted that Tottenham had to chant, uh, wherever you go, I will follow you, Chris Armstrong, to um, <laughs> the um, Everything But The Girl song, but that came out a bit too late for us. Um, Johnny Byrne for me. Um, my dad was always going about Johnny Byrne. He's one of the best, my dad said up until sort of right, and uh, Johnny Byrne was one of the best strikers. It was well thought of. Um, and yeah, because my dad rattled on about him a lot. Uh, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. You said Zaha? Yeah, no, it's not a striker, right. but my dad, my dad likes Zaha. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, got it. He's, he, he, he could see that he was kind of in the pantheon of Palace players, which we'll be doing in the final 11 soon, won't we, Chris? Yeah, we will, yeah, yeah, I think, probably, maybe. So, yeah, yeah Johnny Byrne for me. Johnny Byrne for you, there you go. And that's perfectly good reasons. I mean, again, obviously, just, just picking it, off Wikipedia in terms of the stats, but obviously he represented England while playing for Palace. And I think that again was that the third division, or we'd gone up to the second. I seem to remember reading. I can't remember. But it, you know, it was. A, I'm pretty sure it was as a lower division player. Then he moved on to West Ham, but he played 11 games for England, and scored eight goals. So you know, you're talking about a real, a real talent. You know, um, 193 goals in his, his career, and you know, like. You, you say your dad used to talk about him and so funny. Everyone I, I've ever spoken to who is who watched him, saw him play, um, cannot say say highly enough about him. So it's a, it's a shame from my perspective that I can't put him forward either. Uh, Jill? Well, neither can I, but I'm just going to nick some stats um, off of uh, off of Tom. He's been very kind to uh, to put up that he scored 101 goals in in uh, 259 games for us. It's an average of you know, a, um, a goal every two and a half games, um, and he was a, a local lad as well. Um, wow. But you know, obviously, I, again, I'm not old enough to have appreciated him. But the rest of the players, um, Matt Jansen was one of my favourite players of all time and I think he would have gone on to a, a, a real arty-esque um, uh, legend, you know, had he not got his injury. And what a lot of people forget was he turned down Man United to come to us. Like he he seriously turned down Man United yep. to come to Palace. And that's, yep. a, that's a rare bird, you know. I mean, I don't know what he's, you know, I, I don't know what he's... His inspiration was to come to us, but you know, someone obviously sold him our club, and 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 I was so pleased to see him. And and, and, and you know, not to use it in a, a, a detrimental kind of, but he was the fastest white player I've ever seen. He was absolutely like lightning. I've never seen anybody run so fast. Um, what comes to Clinton Morrison, I can't go, uh, you know, any more than what you guys have turned around and said. Um, he, you know, he just he's a legend, and 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 rightly so. Um, for, for me, out of all those players, are it'd be Chris Armstrong for me. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, to me, was what I wish. What he did, he was a forward, but he loved to go on the right wing. You ever look at him? A lot of him, a lot of his stuff, his his cuttings, and he was left and right footed. He, you know, in and the thing is, it, it, it reminds me. Gail, he reminds me, Gail reminds me a little bit of him, where he's direct, left or right foot, and when he hits it, he, he used to hit it, he just puts his laces for it, um, but I, I just like, I just liked his attitude, I just liked that one minute he could be the, like the laziest player in the park, and the next minute it was like, it, it, in a blink he's gone past you, and, and it's a goal, um, but yeah, we, we all see 
players and, 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 and you guys think that you know I, when we talk about Punch and other players when I like to play a watch and I, I, but, but I have player watched ever since I can remember watching football I always pick out certain players to watch and it's why I, I, it's why I notice a lot of stuff about players whether they're very bad or they're very good or you know or just average and so yeah. for me he was I, I liked him because he was because he was I just thought he was very good and we all have our, we all have our favourites but we do yeah did he come before or after Gabbiadini in that lineage? He <laughs> was after Gabbiadini, definitely. Because um, obviously, yeah, we got him from Millwall. Um, uh, I think, it, I think it was was it to replace Gabbiadini potentially? It might have been because wasn't Gabbiadini right his replacement? He was, yeah, yeah. It, we signed. It was the was it the infamous video signing? We signed him having <laughs> never seen him play. Um, oh, that worked out well. Because there's, there's, there's less videos about now, then. They didn't have all your YouTubes and your stuff. So can you imagine back then having a Marco Gabbiadini video? What? Marco Gabbiadini highlights, beta hats tape. <laughs> Bring it in and someone's taped EastEnders over it. Just sign him anyway, don't worry. He'll be fine. So anyway, Albert's followed with Clinton Morrison, as have I, um, as has Patrick... Uh, Joe and Chris Armstrong. I'm sure you. I'm sure you're all. You know, you are all right. I know, but I just. You know, it, it, everyone sees things differently, and I, I really like Chris Armstrong. Well, um, uh, the listeners went with a 64% vote for Clinton Morrison as well, so Clinton does take that place uh, in the final uh, position of, his, of, of the. Oh, hey, congratulations to Clinton. Maybe we'll try and get uh, get him on to congratulate him or something. Tweet him. Uh, for me. Tweet him now. Tweet. Been a while. Um, is there any any way the 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 more <laughs> will be able to get Dave Swindlehurst in this twenty five? Um, well, not being there. I, I, well, we are we will be just just stay tuned for news. Not to be not this week because I'm too hungover to think about how it's actually going to work. But we'll be picking a manager uh, as well who I'm pretty sure I know who it's going to be. Um, but after we've picked a manager, we'll be picking a wild. There we go, Grady. It will be Dario Grady, of course, of course. Hey, Chris. Yeah, hello. The one, the one you're going to pick. You know, he was at the match yesterday, incognito, watching it with the fans. I've seen the pictures. It's brilliant. It was unbelievable. I knew he was coming over because I told you I know his son, Sam Koppel, in America, and, I'm, and then my friend Will is a you know, knows. So oh. he told me he's coming over, but I can't believe he's actually in the, with the fans. That's so, that is so brilliant. It really is. Sorry, mate. Sam Koppel. I thought you meant Harry Bassett. Apologies. No, Harry <laughs> Bassett. Good night. <laughs> No, See, I did your joke, but with a different manager. Hooray! It, it was actually very good. I liked it. He knows his son Bertie. Good, good work. <laughs> good one. See, he's the one. Is this usually for a? Uh, for, for, he plays in all sorts of positions. Good stuff. This is usually for like the the extra content stuff, but. Well, why was it all this out, and then we won't have to do wait, extra wait, content? Was, was he a Doctor Who villain, Bertie Bassett? Did I dream that? You dreamt that yesterday. Somebody Google that, please. Did Someone help say- me out. Someone listening. He was in Doctor Who. I swear to God, was that he had like the Bertie Bassett was an evil character in it or something? Oh, I dreamt that. Oh, this is awkward. If I've dreamt that, that's bad. It is bad. Can't you say that um, Lions because he can't get onto um, uh, Homestyle.net tonight? As a lot of people are having problems with that site at the moment um, for certain issues, whatever. Um, but he said, "Yeah, I, I agree with you, Armstrong," which is nice. 
and he said uh, Eddie, Eddie McGoldrick was sitting by uh, by them yesterday. Yeah. Ah, that's and great. I, and I imagine yeah, that, I sort of um, picture that, yeah. That Mark Goldberg would have been would have been there as well in the crowd. Yeah. Um, as he as he always Goldberg. is in the cheap seats, probably. Is, is he taking over Dartford now, Goldberg? I read. Is it Dartford? I'm sure. No, Welling. He's manager Welling, of Welling. Sorry, yeah. Welling, there you go. Yeah. He's Welling up when he sees his bank statements. Oh, <laughs> hey. Zinger after zinger. Um, anyway, I think we're going to leave it there. Um, <laughs> you know, so. The Candyman, or Candyman, was a robot created by Gilbert M. in the episode The Happiness Patrol, the son of Dr. Sylvester McCoy. It wasn't Bertie Bassett. But like it looked like him, didn't it, right? You've Googled it. It looked like Bertie Bassett, right? Oh, what? I'm annoyed because I remembered something that Tom knows. Again, unacceptable. <laughs> unacceptable. Anyway. anyway, we'll be back with a normal show when we're not all hungover and ill and stuff. Uh, but, but obviously, glorious, glorious week for to be a Palace fan. And not that long until we go back to Wembley. Wembley! Wembley! Pat, even Patrick's singing again. <laughs> again. I'll tell you there was another point just very quickly that, that people missed out. If we beat Man United, we go back to Wembley again in August and play Leicester. Leicester. Who'd have thunk that, eh? Yeah. I'd be Tottenham, mate, not with the result tonight. <sighs> what, go what? One one at the moment. Oh, Jesus. I've choked. Oh, by the way, I've got I've got West Brom to win two one at forty five to one. Let's set this chat after, guys. Uh, cheers, Sorry. everyone. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Listen to Homestale Radio on the go using our Apple iOS app. Download at holradio.net forward slash iOS. So, I mean, seriously, like, you know, what, what was it with him today? Why are you whispering? I don't know. It feels like a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, shit, That's, that doesn't make any sense, does it? He's not going to hear me if, I, if I'm louder, is he? No. I don't know why he's... I don't know today why. But it was worse than normal, right? I think he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's happy, happy after he's, a win. He's, happy, but he's, he's hyper, isn't he? He's, probably. Yeah, he's happy hyper today. I think he's had a fall. I think he's, a, I think he's had a fall. And he's, uh, he's on some medication, but... He, <laughs> it, it took, instead of taking the, the, like, the, the anti... Inflammatory painkillers. He's taken like the cat's worming medicine. Those uh, new glasses. He's yeah. taken the wrong pills. Oh, it's the glasses. Thank you, Albert. It's the glasses. I mean, you know, so, uh, it'd be all right, but I do have to rest him, don't I? Because it was he was unbearable today. Dude, I'm not, he I'm not... like a brony rest, like a whole season. Brony type rest. You never but, see but, him again. But don't give him a contract extension either. <laughs> no, you don't give him a contract, make him feel good about himself, but just don't let him play ever. But don't use him, that's cool. <laughs> don't ever use him. No. Yeah, I can't get to use him, you know, talk about how great he was and how great he is, but don't ever use him. Yeah, you're a big part of the history of Homestay Radio, Nick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll never disrespect you, there's always a place for you here, but just right. not on the show. <laughs> Perfect. Mm, all right. No, I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure he's someone's favourite presenter, so... Um, yeah. He's my third favourite. That means anything. Who's your first and second? You can't stop. You're on well, the show. You can't have favourites. If I can, Chris is my favourite. Now was my second favourite. Oh, there you go. That's fine. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, well, if Joe, if Joe presented my third favourite, he doesn't present. <laughs> I've not been given a chance. You did, I know, but if you are, you did it. I remember that. I mean, the Nick and Joe show. 
I mean, Tom, you might have to edit around what I'm going to say, but you did have one go, and it was it was while we were all coming back from the from the Brighton game, where we'd lost three 0 and you did a podcast. That's uh, why you did a show, and you essentially just you abused the Spanish. You were just like hugely. Should we call it xenophobic against Spanish people? Um, really? and it, it just it just descended into oh gel. Okay. Oh no! To be fair, to be fair, that wasn't you. It was going to be you presenting it, but then Alex Alex White presented it. I let you off. It wasn't you. Oh, okay. That's going to say. Sorry, Joe. But, you but I'll take I'll take the you know the <laughs> lag in the Spanish. That's not. Yeah. That. But no one no one can understand his xenophobia because he was busy eating for the entire show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He couldn't slip you, it onto mute if he was presenting. You were eating when you turned up, though, weren't you? Me? At the beginning of the show. Yeah, you were eating. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, you were. <laughs> See, I know, I know these things. I'm, I mean, I'm I just want to really say, hungry now, so I can't have been eating that much. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say, it's really great seeing first Jill, then Tom, then Lucy, then Albert, and then Chris at the game yesterday, because you usually don't see people in that big of a crowd. To see the five of you was really, really great, so thanks for that. It really and made my they day. were in reverse order of your favourites. So. <laughs> 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 oh, so, I didn't see Nick though, but I saw his brother. Yeah, exactly. Makes no sense. He's not even on the list. That. Nicholas. Yes. Oh, you're back, mate. I was um, waiting outside one of the pubs. You said you were at, and um... we're going to start recording the extra content now, Nick. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, let's start now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We um, Nick, I went to two pubs. I went to the Torch, which was actually kind of fun, and I went to the Globe first. With that's when I saw Jill and Connor and Tom and Lucy. So, where, which one were you at? I was at the Premier Inn. I never went to that one. No, it was so just to the right as you looked out from the tube station. And it was... Why was that going to the Globe? Oh, okay, I got you. Okay, I got you. I was still in my dressing gown when you were in the Globe, mate. <laughs> it was easier for you to get to Wembley than it was to get to Sellers by public transport. It's ridiculous. Anyway, look, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm tired. I really can't be uh, too bothered to talk about too much in the extra content. Um... This the final. Uh, so yeah, let's focus on the final. We'll we'll come back to um, there's some slightly unsavoury reports over um over a, 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 a poor lad who would, should we say uh, some members uh, of the HF had uh, asked him to move from his seat, but his seat was specifically picked because of a, a health condition he has with his sight. Uh, he's deaf, um, and and literally it's the only because he's got tunnel vision apparently. He can only see straight ahead, can't he? So he's got so, to speak uh, and. and you know, and people were fronted up to as a result of it, and it's you know, oh, it's our section, blah 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 blah. Of That's course, terrible. there's always two sides to every story, but by all accounts, it's it's pretty clear that a couple of people acted out of turn, and it's it's just unpleasant to hear it. And and just just, I want to move on from it, but it might, it might this is a problem. You give you give a privilege to a group, but how do you define who that group is? So how do you define responsibility? You know, they'll feel that they can police themselves and they drag people away and all that kind of stuff, but. You're asking for trouble when you start giving him, giving people, giving people that privilege because people just that they will take as much at your and they'll push you, push you, and push you, and that that took the gloss off of a, of a great win for a huge number of people, uh, and it's a real shame because it, it was a triumph of, of Palace support in general yesterday. It was just an absolutely it was a sea of red and blue. It was great seeing an all game. But then you have that, you know, and there's this dickheads at every game, you know. I, I saw plenty yesterday, 
you know, I, I had people being homophobic. I nearly got into a fight at the station trying to defend that and all that sort of stuff. We're not defend homophobia, but, de- you know, to point out that it was 2016 and we should, people should be growing up and all that kind of stuff. But when that happens, people get drunk, blah, 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 blah. But there's no excuse for, for, for you know, fronting up your own support. And, and that really, uh, I hope that gets looked at. And I know he's had a, the, the lad's had an apology and his family had an apology from the club. Uh, they certainly could do an apology from from the HF and they, those guys should probably think about how they how they organise themselves in the future and how they how they treat other people because as it always gets said the majority the 99.9% of those lads are, are just top lads who support their club but you're always going to get get twats that's just how it is the final what do you think what do we think what do we think are we going to win we're going to win aren't we silence yeah um, <laughs> what well, obviously do to beat them I, I a quick story. My brother I'm staying with is a Man United supporter because he was a big... When he was a kid, he used to love Georgie Pest. That's what he told me. I don't really believe him personally, but whatever. He's also a former Palace ball boy. So, um, there's no team I hate to lose to more than Manchester United. I hate losing to Arsenal, but Man United just... It sticks with me for weeks. Like, I haven't gone over the, the loss on Wednesday yet. I mean, I kind of have because we won yesterday, but you know what I mean. But So, I, I actually think we're due, and I really think we're going to win. Having said that, I'm not sure if I'm coming back for the final, but that's something, that's a different story. Really? I, yeah, there's a lot of things going on in my life right now. I'm, I was happy to be here yesterday, but I don't think I can do this again. But I'll tell you what, if I don't, I'm sure we're going to win. Can't you do supply teaching for four weeks and just stay here? You know, what's that called? I don't, is that like a substitute teacher we have in America? Yeah, is that what yeah, they call it? Is, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I should just look into here. that. <laughs> you know what? I'll give you a number. You can say yeah, I recommended yeah. you, and I'll get some cash as well, and I'll spend it on all of us at the final. There you go. <laughs> Sorted, everyone. Thank you. Next. Yeah, sweet. Well, I'm, I'm right. married to a United fan, so I'm damned if we do. I'm damned if we don't. Yeah, I know the feeling, mate. Yeah, but I mean, would you rather see her happy or Palace win? Uh, to be fair to her, she would be happy for me if we won because she's amazing. Oh, that's just creepy as fuck. My father-in-law, however. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> my, um, uh, my future son-in-law is a, an absolutely mad, mad um, Man United fan. Um, he, his dad comes from, you know, he was a Man United fan, so obviously he's carried on the tradition, even though that they've... Really, they've lived around this area for a long, long time, so they do have two teams. I know people don't like the two-team thing, but they, they really do. They <laughs> Alice as well. You Liverpool! I mean, I can hate him twice. Um, but, but yeah, it's, uh, so it's going to be, you know, as soon as I got back, they were in the pub yesterday because they were out watching their friends uh, watch it, uh, running a London Marathon, so they were all back to the pub. Uh, we all met up after, and um, and he said, "Oh, the final's going to be brilliant." So yeah, uh, I've got to get tickets. Um, it w- it will be uh, it will be an interesting. I think we'll do them. I really think we'll do them. And I think, you know, I, this could go down as as the Zaha final. Love it. That would um, be fantastic. Last words on this for you, Nick, as a as a sign off, because now you're on suspension after this one. Is this going before the show or after? After. Oh, that's all right. Then I thought we were going to reveal something that happened. No, see, I organise it. Fine, you know. We'd hate to ruin it for the listeners. Yeah, not a surprise. 
So, um, will I be allowed back for the final final show? Yeah, of course you will. Of course you will. I'll uh, I'll forgive you by that. Right. Um. Well, stuff them for you one. Like it. And um, I think that um, Man United will not have eleven players on the pitch by the end. Ooh. Twelve, including the ref. <laughs> hey. and, it is, and it is Clattenburg and if you didn't know that I'm really sorry to have um, actually vomit up your guts onto the floor next to yourself but we'll get over it we'll have to we'll have to do something about that anyway terrific week to be a Palace fan uh, and and a, and a final seems a fitting way to end the season and um, and a huge huge chance for us to make it's on the same day as the beer festival yeah I think they'll move the beer festival mate well, the 10,000 people who won't be able to get a final ticket can go to the beer festival then. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we've got all that fun to come, haven't we? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Still, rather that than, than uh, to have suffered the fate that Watford suffered. And rather that than uh, suffer playing in a 6 7 tournament in the morning before we go to the <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> still all of it. Five a side tournament, beer festival, on to the final. What could possibly go wrong? What a day that would be. Deal. All right. Nice one. See you next week. Bye. Bye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.